Welcome to the Basketball Update. I'm Adam Nazarali. This is the update for February 8th, 2021. A quick summary of what we're going to talk about today, guys. Some players in the NBA are a bit concerned about the state of the All-Star game and also Fred Van Vliet's spectacular performance earlier in the week. So starting off, we'll talk about Fred Van Vliet. He had a career high of 54 points on February 2nd against the Magic, shooting 17 of 23 from the field, 11 of 14 from three, and nine of nine from free throw range. This is a franchise record for the Raptors, surpassing DeMar DeRozan's 52 points and Vince Carter and Terrence Ross's 51. This is also the most points scored by an undrafted player in the NBA, surpassing Moses Malone's 53. So crazy performance. I was lucky enough to watch this game. Obviously, you guys know already I'm a Raptors fan. So this was a super exciting performance. Fred Van Vliet was just on fire the whole night. I think like going into the fourth quarter, he had like 46 or 48 points. So like he was really close to hitting that 50 and then just surpassing the Raptors record most by an undrafted player. I mean, just a fantastic player. You know, he signed that $80 million extension in the offseason. And, you know, I think I was a bit coy. I was saying, like, uh, like it seems a bit high. Like, it, it was in that range where it was, like, it was to be expected of what he was going to get, but it was also, like, seemed a bit high for his current level. But, you know, th- that contract is looking not too bad right now. So hopefully he can keep it going. Uh, the Raptors went 3-1 and one this re- week, I believe. I think their only loss was against the Hawks, actually. So, you know, they're really starting to turn it around. They're, like, 10-13 and 13 right now. So uh, hopefully Fred VanVleet's 54-point game can lead them to some more wins in the month of February here. But next we have the players are really unhappy about the current state of the All-Star game. I'll give you some quotes of some players of um, how they feel. So Darren Fox said earlier in the week, if I'm going to be brutally honest, I think it's stupid. If we have to wear a mask and do all this for a regular game, then what's the point of bringing the All-Star game back? Obviously, money makes the world go round. So it is what it is. So pretty telling uh, from his opinion. Here's another player's opinion. LeBron James says, I really right now, I don't care about the All-Star game. I got zero energy, zero excitement. And then last, lastly, we have uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, two-time MVP winner, winning the last two MVPs. He says, I'm always doing my job. I'm always showing up, doing the right example. But at the end of the day, inside, deep down, I don't want to do it. I want to get some break. Three pretty, I mean, obviously LeBron James, the biggest player in the NBA, Giannis, a huge player, De'Aaron Fox, a really big player as well. So three pretty telling examples. I'm a bit surprised Adam Silver, who's the commissioner of the NBA, if you were unaware, has um, kind of decided to uh, push forward with this all-star game. It, it seems a bit tone deaf considering, you know, we always say the NBA and Adam Silver is the most progressive league, and they're always making the smartest decisions. So this seems really unwise to me, especially because last weekend, the NFL Pro Bowl, I believe, was done over, like, Madden or something. So, like, you know, they, they could really do this, like, do some other stuff online, like, do some video game stuff, whatever. But, like, getting 24, 25 players more even if they do the rookie-sophomore game or if they do the three-point contest, all that jazz dunk contest like you're getting 40 50 players 
he, you know, during the regular season are on really tight restrictions. I mean, you have the Raptors who aren't even living in their home city, can't even see their families. And we're going to have this whole fiasco with the NBA All-Star game, get all these players and, you know, it just seems like a really bad idea. And, you know, I have to agree with the players here. Like, give them the week off. They're already on a tightened schedule. You know, players are playing five games in seven days. Just, like, some ridiculous stuff. It just seems totally unnecessary for me. Announce the All-Stars. Let them get their All-Star nods. But don't do the game. Figure something else out or just let them have the week off. So, that's my take on that. We'll probably hear within the next week or two what's going to happen. I mean, with with the reluctancy of all the players... I would be surprised if it goes through, but who knows? It's still, it's still a few weeks away here. And then lastly today, guys, we're going to discuss, we had the NBA fan vote. So their first week of fan voting, first returns, I should say, came through. Not too surprising, to be honest with you. A few things surprised me. What I'll, I'll go through quickly here from the East and West. I'll go through probably the, I'll go through the top three players by votes on each side, and then I'll, I'll discuss about my thoughts on it. So here we go. First, we have the Eastern Conference. The top three players in the front court were number one, Kevin Durant, with 2,300,000 votes. Giannis, number two, with 1,752,000 votes. And then three, Joel Embiid, with 1,584,000 votes. Next up, we have the guards in the East. We have Number one, Bradley Beal with 1,273,000 votes. Kyrie Irving, number two, 1,093,000 votes. Number three, James Harden, 1,014,000 votes. Next up, we have the Western Conference front court. Number one, LeBron James, 2,288,000 votes. Number two, Nikola Jokic, 1,477,000 votes. Number three, Kawhi Leonard. 1,285,000 1,285,000 votes. And then now the guards for the Western Conference. Number one, Stephen Curry, 2,113,000 votes. Number two, Luka Doncic, 1,395,000 votes. Number three, Damian Lillard, 998,000 votes. That's a lot of words, a lot of numbers. Sorry if that was boring. I mean, you can look this up online yourself, but with with the top players in each kind of conference, not really surprising. I'm a little bit disappointed that Bradley Beal is number one. I don't know. Like, I guess the NBA has all these narratives. It's a bit unfair for me to say Luka Doncic should make the All-Star game and not Bradley Beal because they're both on losing teams, right? So it's like, why should I pick favorites? But it's like, I don't know. I'm, I, I just don't think you can have a t- like a horrendous team and, and be in the All-Star game. But, you know... I wouldn't be like super disappointed if Bradley Beal made the All-Star game. Obviously, you heard my opinions last week on the matter. Won't go too into that. Um, there's some other surprising things here. Jimmy Butler is fifth in front court in the East. I mean, he's played like 10 games this year. And like before the voting even started, he had played like six games. So it's like, dude, there's no way Jimmy Butler should be in that conversation right now. Bam Adebayo, I'm fine with. He's played well. He's played a lot. They're on a losing team. But with both guys back, they should be able to turn it around a bit. Kind of nice to see Gordon Hayward in there. He's been really that shining piece for the Charlotte Hornets. Jeremy Grant, I was a bit surprised, but he, he's he been really that, that leading guy for the Detroit Pistons. Not much to say in the Eastern Conference guards. I mean, no surprises. Zach Levine's a bit higher than I expected. I did. I, I kind of. I think he was an honorable mention last week for me. But Trey Young, Colin Sexton, etc. Kind of to be expected there. I'm surprised there's no Raptors players, but I don't really expect the Raptors player to make the All Star game this year. I'm not sure if they deserve it. That's just the fan and me speaking. Front court in the West. Mm, Zion and Andrew Wiggins a bit high for me. I don't know if either of those players necessarily deserve it. I think. 
Zion's teammate Brandon Ingham probably deserves it a bit more but Zion's that number one pick he's a bit of that sexier name so maybe he'll go in maybe not Andrew Wiggins definitely not he gets that Bay Area influence but you know good for him I think he's having a solid season Carmelo Anthony number 10 in the front court guards wise nothing too surprising in the West Clay Thompson at number 10 is just what he has not played basketball for two years so Obviously, there's some weird picks here, but luckily the fan vote isn't the entire vote. I think the media gets some vote. I think the players themselves get get a percentage of the vote. So um, second returns will be in a couple weeks here, and that'll give us a better idea of who will be actually making this game. Yeah, not really much much else to add here, but we have our first returns back. So that's all the news for this week. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Nazarelli. You can find the show notes at tbu.ffmi.ca. Look forward to our next episode on Monday, February 15th. Thanks for listening.